psychotherapists and counsellors who specialise in relationship counselling like I do and the title of the workshop is um, Mindfulness and Relationships so my mind is starting to work towards that and I just wanted to share with you some of my um, thoughts about that and some of the things I'll be presenting that's relevant to to Zen practice Um, to begin with um, relationships from a Zen perspective or our ordinary mind Zen school perspective in particular um, we see relationships generally intimate relationships but all family friendship relationships business relationships as a great opportunity to practice Zen now that's not the usually the traditional way in which intimate relationships are viewed in Buddhism the idea is to um, the ideal to become a monk or a nun and not get involved in all of that. But we, we see it the other way around. Because if you reflect on, if you're in a relationship yourself or you have been, um, you may find that the, the closer the relationships you have is, if you're anything like me, uh, is the more reactive you are. Mm-hmm. And... Um, if, if our close relationships trigger off so much reactivity that we don't often have with strangers or whatever, or people who are neutral to us, then it's a great opportunity to see where we're stuck in ourselves, you know, and where we can grow, and so how we can move from a place of um, um, reactivity or emotional reactivity to emotional responsiveness. Right, to, to inappropriate, unskillful ways of relating to more skillful ways of relating. And we see it as very much, um, very much a part of the practice. I remember even my um, teacher, Joko, said, um, you know, in her later years, um, that she didn't, didn't really react to anyone else around her anymore, except her daughter. Mm-hmm. And her daughter, Brenda, who I knew, they had a very close mother-daughter relationship and they used to fight like cat and dog at the same time. So even there, you know, that, and she recognised that, you know, that even, you know that's, that's where I get hooked, that's where I react. It's often where we have the greatest emotional investment in someone, um, that we're the most threatened if they're not giving us what we want or, you know, they're some kind of conflict arises with them. So, great opportunity for practice. Um, Some of the cliches that are thrown about about relationships, you know, is that communication is the the key to a better relationship. And of course there's a a truth in that. Um, But um, if only it was just about changing the words we use. If it was as simple as that. It's not as simple as that. A lot of people go through communication workshops and learn how to assert themselves better, etc., etc. And yes, it could make some difference to do that, maybe at least um, moving in the direction of what we might refer to in Buddhism as um, is right speech, you know, skillful speech rather than unskillful speech. 
that's the beginning. But then when you look below the surface of that, um, having worked with a lot of different couples over, I don't know how many years, 30 years or whatever, um, on a daily basis, really beneath that communication level, if I can put it like that, is most couples who have ongoing difficulties um, you know, and so on, um, around conflict resolution and around intimacy and all its different forms, um, have difficulty regulating their emotions. We all have difficulty regulating our emotions. Emotional regulation is the buzzword in psychology at the moment. I spoke about it a few Dharma talks ago. Um, its old-fashioned title was self-control, um, but emotional regulation is the new PC way of saying the same thing. It's all about being able to... It's not about not having emotions like anger or fear or shame or sadness or whatever. Um, all those things are hardwired into us, but it's about not having too much of it, or in some instances, not having enough of it, you know? Um, and uh, being able to... It's this capacity to be able to have emotional impulses arise within us, particularly in a relationship setting, instead of automatically just habitually acting on it, is to be able to have the insight where you, you stop it. Like in, in particularly like impulsive kind of emotional reactions, the ability to step back, stop it, pause with it for a while, before it's not just acting like a, a robot, right? In this, this sort of completely mechanistic, reactive way, but pausing, stopping, and then it's just kind of like allowing something else to come through. It's kind of almost like unconscious, so it's kind of almost anarchistic, but it's like you don't know what else is going to come through, but if you just stop, just at least stop the unskillful speech or the unskillful reaction and pause with it in this not knowing, vulnerable, like the vulnerable place that we talked about in the reading, just be with it and just allow, allow something else to emerge out of you, Buddha nature, for one of another word. Mm -hmm. And uh, the capacity to, to do that and to do that well is what leads to a good relationship. And it's a skill that we're refining in Zen practice to do that. If you want to bring Zen practice into your relationships, that's what you're actually doing. You want to bring mindfulness into relationships in a way that's effective, not just being mindful of how you chop the carrots or drive the car or walk down the road. It's being mindful right, right in the moment about how you argue, right, and the thoughts you generate about your partner and what you say. All, all of that should be within within the realm of a of a Zen practice, not outside of it. And then if you want to take it even deeper, to, that's the emotional regulations in the sort of the psychological realm of it, if I can put it that way. But if you want to go even deeper into how you practice in within, within a relationship, it's about touching base with this experience of no self. Mm -hmm. So it's about like we, we say in our practice principles caught in the self-centered dream 
it's, it's recognizing and acknowledging, at least for ourselves, even if our partner doesn't see it, it's, it's looking, it's gaining an insight into how we're self-centered within a relationship. Mm. And it's having that focus. Like I said in this book I've, I've written, which hasn't got published, um, there's a whole lot of books out there, out there on narcissism, but the funny thing is it's all about seeing narcissism in other people. There's no, there's no books written about the narcissist within. You know, it's the narcissist next door and the one I'm married to, da-da-da-da-da. But Zen practice is about, to use modern psychological terms, it's about recognising the narcissist within. That's where it starts. And so that's, that's the beginning of insight. And the more that we look at that, not in a judgmental way, but we look at it for what it is and see that operating in our life, that we want things our own way and we want it pleasant all the time, and we're driven by that, then the ability that we can see into that and acknowledge it is the beginning of working into a, a no-self way of being in a relationship. No-self doesn't mean being a doormat. It doesn't mean having no needs or that you're unequal in some kind of way or you've just got to give yourself up, surrender yourself to no matter what in, in, with, to another selfish person. Right? Um, it's, not, it's not that, but it's about getting out of this um, ego reactivity and, and, and the self-centeredness which is at the core of it. That's, that's what the key to it is. And... Um, that's the insight aspect. Mindfulness is kind of like the practice aspect of seeing. But insight is the insight in realizing the no self is the insight aspect of it that goes deeper. Um, and the, the, to the degree to which we can take this egocentric sense of self out of our emotional life, then the calmer we are, you know, and, and more luck gets generated, more joy gets generated. We get out of the, the, the negative emotional um, triggers much more. It's like it's, it's just as an opportunity for something true about ourselves to come forward rather than being preoccupied with me you know, and the drama of me. And the more we could do that, the more that we could work towards a more fulfilling relationship if you've got a partner who's committed to the same path, whatever it might be, whether they're a Christian or they do psychotherapy or they're just very self-reflective and so on, that's great. Um, not, not everyone's necessarily in a relationship with someone who has that same level of commitment and you just have to work on your own side of those circumstances. Just the <laughs> We're not great on evangelism. We're very bad evangelists converting people to our cause. That's all you can do, you can work on your side of it. If you're interested at all, um, I don't know whether it's gone back up on the website, but there's a, um, an essay I wrote some years ago that was published in the Buddhist Library newsletter at the time, which is called The Dharma of Sex, Love and Relationships. And that might give you a little bit more detail about a Zen, what a Zen approach to to working relationships may be like. Mm.